Well, let's turn our attention to Sudan now, where the army says foreign nationals from the UK, as well as the United States, France and China, are to be evacuated in the coming hours. The head of the military agreed to facilitate the operation as fighting in the capital Khartoum enters its second week. Saudi State TV is reporting that planes carrying evacuees have begun arriving in Jeddah. The UN estimates that at least 400 people have been killed across Sudan since the fighting began a week ago, the most intense taking place in the capital, Khartoum. Explosions and gunfire have been heard across the city in the past few hours. That's despite the Sudanese army announcing a three-day halt to the fighting from Friday. The conflict is the result of a power struggle between the National Army, led by General Abdel Fattah al-Barhan, and the RSF paramilitary group, led by General Mohamed Hamdan Degalo. The two men had been sharing power since leading a coup in 2021, but recently disagreed with how Sudan should be ruled moving forward. Well, BBC Africa's Ferdinand Omondi is following this story for us from Nairobi. Ferdinand, what is the latest on this? We've heard about the sounds of gunfire and the apparent uh, halt to this ceasefire. What's the latest from either side? Yeah, the latest is that uh, we have the military and the RSF confirming that they are willing to offer a pathway for the foreign nationals to be evacuated from Sudan. And the response from the international community is to try to scramble uh, their military and all the evacuation officers, the British Foreign Office, confirming that it is about to start the process to evacuate its people, although it is warning against any suggestion that that is an immediate thing. We have seen a confirmation from the government of uh, Saudi Arabia that it has indeed put in in pace plans to evacuate its citizens. In fact, the Sudanese military had earlier indicated that some of them are already evacuated by road towards Port Sudan, where they could either live by ship or by air. But that road towards uh, Port Sudan is a 12-hour drive. Other governments like France have also spoken to the leader of the RSF, Hemeti. They've discussed the possibility of opening the humanitarian pathways. So it seems things are moving. And previously, as we have seen, uh, truth has been broken. So these are guided options. Uh, and Ferdinand, we are seeing pictures live from Khartoum now where it on the face of it seems quiet. Is there ind any indication of how the fighting may develop from here? That is uh, difficult to tell because there's also been lots of uh, propaganda coming out from both sides. They've been showing videos on social media, RSF, showing how it has conquered and, and shot down some strategic positions of the military. The military showing how it has made some uh, supposedly RSF soldiers surrendered and also shot down their military equipment and artillery. But what we do know is that both leaders are fighting to be uh, the, the leader, the, the, the conqueror. And the military leader earlier indicated that he does not see any way out of this process other than a military solution, as he called it. So at least from the military side, we do know that they have not entertained the idea of a truce. Even what they are doing right now is just open a small window for the foreign countries to release their citizens. But it does not seem they do want to de-escalate their confrontation with the RSF. Ferdinand, thank you for that update. That's Ferdinand Amondi from BBC Africa there. Well, Arshad Malik is the country director for Sudan with Save the Children, the charity there. Thank you for joining us, Arshad. Uh, first of all, tell us uh, about what the situation is facing your team on the ground at the moment. Thank you very much. So um, at the moment, we, we still are um, 
trying to keep our staff safe as much as we can. Like the city of Khartoum um, has been um, under kind of like lockdown since 15th of this month because of the ongoing crisis. Um, and uh, we, we are at the moment monitoring the situation. Our staff are, have reported safe, but we are extremely concerned about the situation children are facing and, and, and communities otherwise. We have reports of internal displacement uh, in multiple loco locations within Khartoum state, but also in other states, including Al Jazeera, Sinar, White Nile, River Nile, and some other states. And they have, there are, this is because of fighting, but also because there is lack of water, electricity cuts in, in, the, in the city and lack of basic commodities. Um, and lack of safe drinking water at the moment is one of the biggest concerns because um, this is one of the most like widely reported um, issue at the moment in the areas which are affected because of the crisis. And this will increase the risk of waterborne diseases, including cholera and vector control if like, for example, mosquito nets and, and um, other things are not available at the moment. We are in contact with the Ministry of Health to see what the gaps are. They have reported a uh, shortage of um, key uh, medical supplies, including uh, blood bags, including um, oxygen concentrators, as well as IV. Um, um, and, and, and I think we, we are also at the moment planning to bring in supplies from wherever we can. We have teams on standby. We are constantly in touch with Ministry of Health to understand, number one, the needs, but also we are trying to assess the situation from a, from a perspective of uh, child protection and what are the, what is the impact of this crisis on children. Um, Sudan was already facing a humanitarian crisis where 15.8 million people required urgent humanitarian assistance. Uh, Khartoum, which is the capital of the country, hosts around between uh, 5 to 8 million people. And we are quite concerned that if the situation prevails, it will actually further increase, uh, drastically increase rather the number of people who urgently need humanitarian assistance. And, and Ashad, you, you said that there are teams ready to, to help, but how easy is it going to be for them to reach the areas, reach the children who need the help most, given how the situation is escalating? So... What, what we we are actually hoping we we are hoping that the the ceasefire hope like holds up a little bit. Um, I'm sure you know there was there was some um, um, conflict crisis early in the morning. There was fighting reported in various parts of the mm. city. It's very quiet at the moment. We are expecting the situation like if the the ceasefire holds, we we are pretty optimistic that we can move the supplies which are pre-positioned in, in Khartoum as well. And various states, we are able to move them at a very, very rapid scale. Um, we have staff on standby. Um, they, they are also um, like committed to be deployed to support the communities. But at the moment, we, we only hope that the ceasefire holds and we are able to deliver uh, services. And we are actually appealing that there's a humanitarian corridor provided to, to respond to this situation. Well, Arshad Malik, thank you for sharing your update there. That's Arshad Malik, who's the country director for Sudan with the charity Save the Children.